We are not perfect. I have not been perfect in my relationship with Christ since I was baptized as an infant, since I really came to recognize Christ when I was 21, and even still as a priest now to this day. I'm not perfect, and I continually turn away from God, and I have to continually go back to Him in the sacrament of reconciliation. This is Valdoco, and I'm Father John. I'm Amy. I'm Vicki. And I'm Father Steve. Welcome, Father John. Hi, Father Welcome. John. Hey, how's it going, everybody? You know, just normal day today. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Archbishop Shaw in Marrero, Louisiana, on the West Bank. That's right. West Down Bank. in the, if you don't know where Marrero is, it's also New Orleans, right? Louisiana. True story. Louisiana. So welcome. And uh, yeah, thanks for taking the time. Actually, Father John is in the middle of school right now, in between classes of uh, or moments for the kids to go to confession. So we stole him for like 30 minutes uh, just to kind of talk with us for the Valdoco podcast. So thanks for taking the time. Thanks for running back and forth. Absolutely. No, it's my pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on. And actually, Father John is my, we're classmates, novitiate classmates. We, oh, yeah. We uh, go way back. Way back. Way back. My strong brother. Class. Strong, strong class. Strong class. Strong class. From Connecticut. Orange, I'm from Connecticut. So enough banter, though, because we don't have time. <laughs> we know nothing about no one. We're just going to move on. <laughs> Father Steve will fill us in. No later. community building. No community building. We'll have an episode after Father John about Father John. <laughs> but this is, we're continuing with our Advent journey. So, um, yeah, this was the, the second Sunday of Advent, just kind of preparing for the Sunday and uh, bringing on different people and different themes. And like we said before, Amy kind of went through the Sunday Gospels and just kind of looked for themes. And this theme for, for this Sunday is um just seeing the person of john the baptist and how he calls us to to repentance to acknowledge our sins to kind of turn towards the lord and and what kind of what that means for us during this advent season but just kind of in general so we'll kind of have father john here open up discussion and talk about that a little bit and then um yeah just gonna continue to help us to to prepare for for christmas's advent season so like we've been doing we will start with the gospel so vicky will read the gospel for us and then uh we'll have father john, john introduce himself introduce himself and uh, we'll continue with the theme. So let's start with the gospel. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. The beginning of the gospel of, the Je of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah, the prophet, Behold, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way. A voice of one crying out in the desert. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his paths. John the Baptist appeared in the desert, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. People of the whole Judean countryside and all of the inhabitants of Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they acknowledged their sins. John was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. He fed on locusts and wild honey, and this is what he proclaimed. One mightier than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop and loosen the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs> uh, yeah, beautiful. Okay, so just to kind of enter in a little bit, just to introduce yourself a little bit, Father John, just kind of tell, say where you're at, kind of your a little bit about your journey, um, how you how you got this so far, so people at least could know a little bit about you before we... We dive into the theme. Well, Steve, you know this is a dangerous question. I can. Just I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. But, but you have a time constraint. We got. You got three minutes. <laughs> so real quick, Father John Langan. Uh, I was born in Ireland, 
I moved from Ireland to Connecticut when I was three years old. Grew up in a good Irish Catholic family, but didn't uh, the faith really didn't become my own until I was about 21 years old. And had a good Catholic community around me for a little bit. And as I got more and more interested in the faith, I began discerning. Was introduced to Don Bosco by probably around the age of 23. Started discerning and wrestled with that for a little bit. And finally said, all right, Lord, I'm going to follow where you're leading me. And entered uh, Salesian formation when I was about 25. And I just got ordained four years ago. I lived in Jerusalem for four years. Uh, a couple of those with Father Steve. I was in La uh, Los Angeles for Navishi. Yeah, all over the place with formation. But uh, yeah, met a lot of good people. Got to know, fell in love with the charisma, Don Bosco. Fell in love with Don Bosco in the years of formation. And just got ordained four years ago, right in the middle of a crazy pandemic. And uh, they sent me back to a community that I had been with in formation, which is Archbishop Shaw. And now I'm the youth minister down here. And I, this is my fourth year as youth minister and fourth year as a priest living on the West Bank in New Orleans. Amen. Amen, my brother. You have perfected your vocation story. It's, it's <laughs> was unreal. <laughs> unreal. I just remember when that third what grade. What are you doing at 23? Says, Please don't ask him. Please don't ask him for his story. <laughs> <laughs> and I ranted for like 25 so minutes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, that will be that will be your part two episode. I'm scared away. Oh, you're yeah. really responsible for oh, little yeah. souls, and you can't let them can't let them turn. You can't scare them with your vocations. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't scary. It just it was it was too long. long. Too long. That, that's scary too. <laughs> <laughs> Our long episodes. Father Steve is scared of those episodes. Oh man, oh, I understand. But, yeah. So good. So let's just open up now. I mean. What is it as you're kind of praying about it, thinking about it, the gospel and the theme that we gave you of uh, repentance, acknowledging our sins, these kind of things. Uh, if you want to just open up that discussion for us. Yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, this is something that is definitely close to my heart and been thinking about a lot. I think in my own journey, it's been a big part. But uh, for me, I think it's it's really like the first step as Christians, as Catholics, as followers of Christ. Like we see it in Advent. That's why John the Baptist is is kind of the forerunner of Christ because he goes before and declares, proclaims that that message of repentance. I think as like as Christians, as Catholics, for us to really come to understand and really uh, begin that relationship with Christ, the first thing we have to recognize is that we're sinners and we're in need of forgiveness. Um, there's that. There's that line in Proverbs that I, I've, I've, I've struggled with in the past. And, and I think it's a, a little bit of an insight into it is, is Proverbs 9, 10. And that's the fear of Lord is the, is the first stage of wisdom. And I always struggled with that when I was, you know, like, what does that mean? What, what does it mean that fear of God is, is the first stage of wisdom? How is that? How is fear of God wisdom? But I think that's really what it is. It's just a, a recognition that my life and and the world and 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 everything that exists there there really is um there's an order there's there's a created order there's there there is right and wrong there is um meaning in our decisions and in our choices and the more that we reflect on that and the more that we see that i think it's easy for us to see i know in my own life it's been easy to see the times that i've sinned the times that i've turned away the times that i've yeah, uh, that I that I've fallen away from God and and my need for forgiveness. Uh, kind of like I said when I was opening up, I grew up in a in a Irish Catholic family, so that means you know we went to mass every Sunday. I went to 
Catholic school from kindergarten to eighth grade. Uh, I went to CCD. I was confirmed. But all those things I really did, not out of, you know, a personal response to Christ, but really just out of obedience to my parents. Yeah. That was that was the my faith. Um, but then I remember it was I, I got dragged or I, <laughs> my sister wanted me to go on this retreat. And she didn't want she wanted to go herself, but she didn't want to go by herself. So she asked me to come with her. And uh, eventually I said yes. But I told her or, or when I was on that retreat, I think it was the first time that I really kind of opened up to and, and, and let down my guard and kind of really recognized Christ. He gave me just a particular grace. I remember on a Saturday evening of that retreat during adoration to to really recognize his presence right there in the Eucharist. And I'd say probably the two most overpowering parts of that experience were one, just the recognition of the existence of God and, and God present in the Eucharist, Jesus Christ present in the Eucharist. But then I remember afterwards, the group that I was with, we kind of, we walked away and we just kind of got together and uh, we just started talk, reflecting on our experience during the adoration. This is powerful for a lot of people. But for me, my experience after adoration was one of, of it was one of guilt. Like I was in college, um, you know, I had moved away from that Irish Catholic family and I had really started just to search for, for experience and search for who I was and search for happiness in a lot of ways that were not making me happy in a lot of ways that were contrary to what God made me to be. And, and that's really where I first recognized that. It's when I recognized God's existence and knew him personally is when I began to recognize, oh, well, then the things that I do, the choices that I make, the decisions that I make, they really do have an effect. They do have meaning. They, they are building the person that I am. And that was really my first experience of a desire for repentance, a desire for forgiveness. And I think, I think that's common for us, I think, in our faith as well. Like, um, I think of the Mass. Like every single Mass, what do we start with? Yeah. We start with, all right, let's take a moment and reflect and reflect on our need for God's forgiveness, reflect on the reality that we are sinners. That's what brings us here. That's what brings us together because we're responding to that gift of God's grace that he's earned for us on the cross that we receive through those sacraments. I think, uh, I think that's, yeah, for me as, as a Christian, as a Catholic, I think that's like step one. That's, that's a step one for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, through that, sorry, go for it. No, no, I was just going to say beautiful. So if you have, yeah, through, if you have more through, to, if you have more to continue, keep going. <laughs> I would say through that experience, like it starts with that experience of, of a desire for repentance and an experience of guilt. Again, I'm Irish. I definitely know guilt, <laughs> but, but guilt has its place. I think guilt can be a good thing if we experience it in the right way. And then it pushes us to, all right, what am I going to do with this guilt? And the beautiful thing is as Catholics, we have something we can do with that. We can go to Christ. We can, we can experience the forgiveness in baptism. We can experience forgiveness in the sacrament of reconciliation. And then I can let go of that guilt, knowing that I've been forgiven. That's, that's, yeah, I think that's something that we experience in the beginning of our relationship with Christ. I know that's for me, definitely. But even as we continue in our relationship with Christ, again, we are not perfect. I have not been perfect in my relationship with Christ since I was baptized as an infant, since I really came to recognize Christ when I was 21, and even still as a priest now to this day. I'm not perfect, and I continually 
turn away from God and I have to continually go back to him and the sacrament of reconciliation. Um, and I receive that forgiveness, but through that experience of forgiveness that he's earned for me, um, now I come to know a deeper level of God's love for me personally. Um, and that's, I think that's the next step in our relationship with Christ. And really, again, coming to know him personally, not just as an idea in a book like I had when I was younger, but really trying to live out that personal relationship that he wants, that he invites me into and he invites all of us into. Yeah. I think for yeah. listening, listening to you, that part of guilt, like, and I, because I think, you know, when, when you're looking at just like regular relationships, like with people and friends, like you have guilt if you did something to your friend because there's a relationship there and you're like, okay, I hurt someone. And I think what's beautiful of like, even hearing about that experience when you were, you know, on that retreat of like, you had guilt of like that means like there was this acknowledgement that like you did hurt someone or there was like hurting that was happening like you were hurting god and so like beautiful that it, like that first step yeah is like the like acknowledging sin but then also like in that acknowledgement is this like okay acknowledging i feel guilty about it and that like guilt is good because it pushes you to then like i think seek reconciliation like then because if not then you're not really sorry you can't really ask for it you're not going to receive like okay, the graces of reconciliation, you can't really receive the sacrament without this like guilt. But then, yeah, exactly what you said of like that truth of like that you have to be able to like let it go, right? Like believing that the person that you read about is like real and that they're forgiving you like in that moment. But yeah, just, I don't know, beautiful to talk about it like that because I think that maybe gets like overlooked a lot of like the goodness that guilt could like bring in your personal relationships and then also like your relationship with God. Yeah, the fact that like, just realizing that you turn away from God. So you're turning away from a person. You're turning away from Jesus. You're turning away from Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And then in reconciliation, you're turning towards a person. Mm -hmm. So for me, the, the Catholic Church is and Christ, Christianity is is so much of that revelation of the person. And that's what we celebrate at Christmas, right? The the becoming man, the dwelling among us, somebody who, who we know and can have a relationship who has risen from the dead. And so it is not this abstract. And I think that's why confession is so important is because we go, the church gives us a place. Christ gave us a place to go so that we can hear the words, that we can be face to face with somebody and that we can really have this kind of bodily experience of, of forgiveness because we are, you know, body and soul. And God is not this abstract idea, but like a real living uh, reality for us to, to encounter. Um, and so it's beautiful to see that in the Eucharist, right, <laughs> the living presence uh, that you encountered a person and then in that acknowledgement of sins you turn towards him asking for forgiveness and i think that's a yeah, beautiful encounter beautiful witness yeah especially that like the like what you said and i think it's you know that's the really beautiful part that you're working like with young men in high schools is like that okay moving from this is an obedient for, like obedience for my parents to like recognizing god and then like recognizing like the need for god in my life because okay, like to make a good confession, like you also have to like want to make a good confession, right? Or like you want to have to like, you want to seek reconciliation. It doesn't mean anything if my mom is like, Victoria, are you sorry for your sins? You should go tell someone about it. Like, mm. like that doesn't mean anything. I would be like, okay, I'm not going to say anything. You're bossing me around. Like, no. So I think it's also, yeah, like that, there has to be the personal relationship also. Like it has to mean something. The guilt has to come from somewhere. The like, presence has to come from somewhere that like turning to someone like has to has to be there too so yeah just so good that I don't know you're there to like help students find that personal relationship what does it look like for them and like who is God to them in their life 
Yeah, absolutely. Just trying to help them to to understand that, come to see that. I think uh, a big part of it too is also like just recognizing that our choices and our actions actually have meaning in our life. Yeah, you know, I and was other uh, lives. And, and other people's lives. Exactly. I was I was praying about this yesterday, like thinking about how to, yeah, how to how to explain this, how to talk about it. But the image that came to mind is like a bricklayer building a wall. And, and like the recognition that every single choice, every single decision that we make as we go through our lives, we're kind of like laying these bricks and we're building the wall that is us. Sometimes we go through life. I know when I was younger, you know, you just, you're not even thinking about it and you're just going, making choices and you're just going, you're, you're not realizing that you are creating the person that you're going to be in the future. Yeah. And, and as we build those bricks, you know, sometimes we we make mistakes. We 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 put a brick in the wrong place. We don't put enough mortar down. Those are those are the sins and the imperfections, and we don't have the ability to 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 change those, to fix those. But we have someone who can, and that is Christ. I'm not sure what that looks like with the metaphor. I don't know. It kind of fell apart there. Like there's a brick that's broken, and he I don't know. <laughs> put a brick in the wrong direction, and now you're blocking somebody else in. He's the master craftsman, so he can just fix it all. Amen. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Thanks. You got yeah. something you want to bring up, Amy? No. Because I just have a question, John, just as I know you're we're running out of time here already. Um, but I just want to kind of you as a priest now. Okay, you've been a priest for four years. And just the meaning of, of confession for you, of reconciliation, of what it's been like as a priest to, I don't know, to have the privilege of, of sitting in the confessional and having people come to you. and and uh, But also your relationship to confession that you recognize, okay, that you hear confession, but that you also have to go to confession so that I'm sure as a just because you were ordained a priest and I have the same experience that we're not, it's not some sort of now perfection and no longer sin, no longer have to go to confession. But so I just don't know yeah, if you can share a little bit about your experience of being a priest here in confession, just your relationship with, with the sacrament of reconciliation. Yeah, I think uh, it's a, I mean, I, I've heard it. I heard it when I was going through formation. I heard it from the example of other priests and, and yeah, that's just been my experience that it's very true. Like it's a, it's a very humbling experience just to to hear people's openness and honesty and and their desire their desire to to be the saints that God's made them to be i mean from my perspective as 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 hearing uh confessions and being you know the person through which God works and and bestows that mercy and and yeah gives that mercy and that forgiveness that's that's a real humbling experience for me um but also i would say it's it's a it's a powerful experience like uh as a priest to remember that you know there again like you said there there are good days and there are bad days and there's days where yeah things are not going great and the day like plans are falling apart and i'm feeling frustrated and i'm feeling uh yeah just don't feel great and but it's beautiful cuz i don't know how many times i've been reminded when i've been kind of in that state of mind you know somebody comes and maybe they'll just grab me and ask me and say, Hey, can you hear my confession real quick? And then it's just a, a beautiful moment that I know that no matter what's going on with me, God is using me to distribute his grace and his forgiveness to the people. Um, even off him. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm not feeling great or not having a good day, um, that's a, it's a, it's a powerful moment that keeps pushing me forward and motivates me a lot. Um, because the sacraments are not dependent upon, you know, my on on what's going on with me right now. 
like God uses me as an instrument to bestow his grace upon the people. And I, I, I hope that through my actions and through my words and definitely teaching the kids and being in the classroom, I hope my example encourages them, but, uh, and helps them to, to, yeah, recognize and respond to that personal relationship. But at the same time, it's very consoling to know that even when I'm not doing good, um, God's grace still flows. And, and yeah, just to see him at work in the world, that it's not just me convincing people that it's not just me trying to, like you said, push people to receive this, but no, there are days when I'm doing terrible, but God still brings people to me and bestows that grace through me. Um, and that's, yeah, that's powerful. That's encouraging. That's motivating uh, for me as a priest. And then in my own, yeah, man, that's, and that humbling aspect of confession is definitely there in my own um, going to confession and having the confessor. I think more and more I see the need for my own confession. I see the need for my own repentance and continued repentance um, as a priest because, yeah, again, like, uh, I see, uh, I become more and more aware of my own sinfulness every day. Um, so it's, it's just necessary. Um, God's called me to live out this vocation as a Salesian priest and uh, called me to be this one that he's going to use to really bestow graces on others, to preach his words, try and lead the young people. Um, so, yeah, it just it reminds me more and more of my own uh, need for a good relationship with him. And that's, that's why I got to keep going back to the sacrament of confession. I got a, a good confessor right here in the house, Father George Hanna. He's a, a great older confessor, great man to go to. Um, and he's somebody that I keep going back to to receive that grace and that forgiveness because I know I need it. I see the work that God's doing through me. I don't want to get in the way. I don't want to, uh, yeah, I don't want to mess that up. So it keeps driving me back, back to Christ present in the sacrament of reconciliation so that I can, yeah, do whatever little I can do to try and allow him to be more effective through me and the people that he's called me to be with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's great. And just recognizing also, okay, my life as a human or as a priest, like acknowledging my sins, recognizing it has helped me to, to listen to people better, to be more patient, to meet people where they are. Because recognize, okay, I've I've gone through a lot of the similar struggles. I know that I'm I'm falling short in many ways, and so it just gives me the opportunity to 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 look with compassion, to look with patience when I see somebody really struggling, really striving, really trying to to get over something. It, okay, right, I can recognize it in myself, and uh, and just being able to meet people there and walk with them and listen to them, and and uh, you know, just this freedom. I think that comes from recognizing that I'm not perfect. And recognizing that like acknowledging the sin for me it's not a burden it used to be kind of you feeling like god is watching you or you're being judged or like this heaviness that oh, i'm a sinner i'm a sinner i'm not worthy i'm not worthy i'm not worthy and it's it's not that anymore like i, I don't even i don't even like to use the word worthy or not worthy it's it's not really in my vocabulary anymore it's just that's okay i know that i'm a sinner but there's great freedom in there because i know i have a savior i know i have a friend who loves me who cares for me who's walking with me giving me grace so it's not it's me i need to show up every day be honest and to, to continue to walk and it's not so much about like putting myself down because that's not what jesus is always saying rise get up come forward come follow me like he's always asking us to yeah to receive grace and to, to move forward so I just yeah, like this just try to reiterate that it's not uh, acknowledging your sin doesn't mean that we're have to be burdened that we have been set free. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us yeah. to be free. 
Absolutely. And just continually, yeah, to allow that freedom to grow by keep coming back to him with the sins and keep coming back to him to strengthen that relationship. Yeah, for sure. I want to hear what Amy has to say. <laughs> All right, in 30 seconds or less. <laughs> um, I think the two things that struck me from this conversation was that there is um, like this forgiveness only comes from this place of authenticity. So when we can truly embrace our identity is when we can truly like be open to this grace of forgiveness. And so um, even if we say at church, like I confess to almighty God and to my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned. Like, can I actually say that to people in my life? Can I actually say that to friends, to family, to God? Can I be open and honest? Like I'm struggling with this, say like I'm struggling with pride or whatever. I know I was proud in this moment, but am I actually saying that? Or do I say it in these general places? And then in these more personal places, I hide. Um, but like forgiveness is only coming when I accept my authentic self. And then the other thing that struck me in the conversation is when you were talking about like the grace that God's grace can keep flowing, um, no matter how your day looked. And that applies to everybody. Obviously the graces that come from being a priest, um, that you're able to give, uh, people like actual, like God's forgiveness. You can be in persona Christi, like that looks different than me as a lay person. But I think that it's easy to get hard on myself and say, okay, I'm struggling in all these ways. So I'm just blocking God's grace from working in my life. But like, okay, to a certain extent, yes, I could be more in line with God's grace. But as lay people, like own that God is working in our lives and, and don't get so hard on ourselves that like, I'm just blocking everything. Like God is still there. God is still working through us and, and realize that in those moments. Amen. God, God works through weakness, right? Amen. Amen. <laughs> We're all a bunch of weak, but I don't know. I didn't know the word to fit yeah. <laughs> We're just weak. We're just weak. God is good. God is great. God is mightier. Um, but in the last, in the last minute, uh, just give us some advice, Father John. Give us some. Uh, give a one one word, a couple sentences for the young people, for the people. Give us some. Give us some words of wisdom as we continue to prepare for Christmas. I would say trust in Christ, and the battle happens in that time when you're thinking about, do I go to confession or not? And am I going to say that sin in confession or not? I think that's where the battle happens when we're, when we're thinking about it, we're afraid, we're worrying, we're ashamed. That's where we, we have to have the courage to step up and say, yes, I'm going to go to confession. And yes, I'm going to be totally honest and say everything that I'm carrying right now. And that's where the battle is. That's where the hard part. And then the beautiful part is in the sacrament of reconciliation. Go there, receive that. Yeah. Love it. Can I affirm Father John publicly really fast, Father Steve? Yes. Give me dead eyes. Um, just that, yeah, that like because of really Father John, like your love. And I mean, like, thank God, like you're really like your brothers are there with you that also like really love the sacrament. Um, and like want our young people like to be free. Um, that you really like you've transformed like the way that we do like like our reconciliation service and the way that you're up there and you're vulnerable and you invite the boys that you walk with um to be vulnerable in front of their peers and um has been just so I don't know transformative I can only imagine because I you know obviously I'm not hearing confessions so I don't know what's being said in there but just the amount of priests that come out after that moment that are like I heard some really good and honest beautiful confessions has been so wonderful and then I think just in the lives of core team um 
because you know it's uh, whatever cyms get to choose like what prayer moment they're doing but core team wants it to stay with archbishop, archbishop shaw because of the way that you get up there and really like i mean and, and say exactly what you just said of like if you hold back like that's it right there like holding back in confession is really just going to hurt you and your relationship with god and like you say that to these kids that maybe haven't heard it that direct before um and maybe adults that haven't heard it that direct before so just really um thank you for yeah for loving um yeah loving god's mercy enough to be honest with people and um and our young people you know that you really yeah you're you're doing what's being asked of you so thank you thank you appreciate it amen so we're gonna let you go actually so we're gonna pray for you no because I have one more thing I want to talk about, but oh. it's going to be a little bit. We're going to finish the conversation. We'll let you get your your confession. We'll say a little prayer for you and the young people who are were invited to go to confession down at Archbishop Shaw. Um, that it could be a really moment of encounter with the risen Christ and good preparation for Christmas. So, but thanks, really, thanks for your time. Thanks for sharing. Thanks, Father. Thanks, Father John. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. This was fun. Amen. We'll do it Glad again. You did it. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. See you. Bye, Father. Bye. Uh, just one thing, yeah, one thing I wanted to bring up, uh, just like the difference between um, the difference between guilt and shame. I think it's good for us to just like talk about it. Like, yeah. it's, it's always been ex explained to me, and I think it's good. I think we might have even talked about it on the podcast before, but just like to like reiterate like guilt. Guilt is, or at least how it's been explained to me and how I like to to think about it, is guilt. Is, I've done something wrong, and I, I can recognize that I've done something wrong. I want to reconcile with the person. I want to reconcile with God. I want to say I'm sorry to correct the thing that I know that I did wrong. And then shame is then having that mentality that because I've done something wrong, I am now bad. So now I am a bad person. Now I I am unloved. I am unworthy. I am not. Um, and I think it's that's a dangerous road to go down because it's not it's not true. Like your sin doesn't doesn't make you like a bad person, right? Uh, it's it's a bad thing that you have done and to like reconcile. So that's why I think when Father John said, okay, guilt is good. I think it's true. Like guilt is good. But when we're constantly like in that, that place of shame where I'm now, my person is bad. Like I am unloved by God. I am unloved by people. I am alone. All of these things, like those kind of, that kind of thoughts, those kind of things come from, from shame. No? And I just, uh, that's, I don't know. That, that's not what I want for young people. That's not what I want for myself to live in this place of shame, um, but also not to get rid of everything and saying, okay, I can do whatever I want. No, like I, I'm happy that I feel guilty because that means I have a conscience. That means I'm reflecting. That means I'm thinking about what I'm doing, but then to like, to then go from, I did something bad to I am bad. I think that is a, yeah, not a good place to be. I don't know if you guys have anything you want to add. Yeah. Just from hearing you talk about it before, just like that shame sounds like hopeless um you know and and i think you said it and i think it was like your strong words or maybe i'm mixing you and father john's words but just like that shame comes from the devil like and like because that's what keeps you from going to confession like i'm bad and you're not like if you're bad then you can't receive like forgiveness if you're bad then there's nothing to mend but you're not like and even like there's like language shifts that you've like helped us um like go with and I'm not gonna be able to remember any right now but I'm just like taking out like bad um you know because they're you know young people are not and like we're not um like created good and created for good and um so yeah just yeah I mean it's been beautiful to grow these like last couple of years with this like intensity of like 
there's so much being held back or that could be held back in confession. And so if we can be like free with the way that we invite our young people to like receive the sacrament, I mean, it not only does it change us, it's changed me, but it helps them, you know, and, and unfortunately like kids write things down and like leave it instead of like throw it away or burn it in the fire. And so picking up pieces of paper that have like, you know, their sins on it, they're being honest. Like it's amazing. And I'm, I'm just thankful that that's happening. Like, in front of us so maybe we don't know what's being said or what's being shared but like god's mercy is like just like swirling around these kids like coming out of the confessional every time they're in and out and like it's just beautiful so i don't know for me just like an encouragement to like it changes your life like the more honest you can be even about like little things and finding like what is a good way for you to like confess your sins and like what does that look like and making a good examine and and just figuring out like what you need to be able to like get those things out so you can move forward um, has been, yeah, I mean, helpful in my own life um, and trying to like go regularly, you know, like you only have to really go once a year, but the, right, right. It's only once a year, but you know, it's like feels better, better <laughs> to like not wait and hold that and to like approach things like with this, like, like actual freedom, like you're, like you're free, like to go and you don't have to think about like, oh, but I did this. You never have to think about that again once it's gone. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah, especially if your church is offering with the change of the season. So mm -hmm. usually Advent and Lent for sure. But if you can't go monthly or weekly or whatever, um, at least try to go with the seasons, try to go with the church seasons, try to go during Advent, try to go during Lent um try to make it on saturday or whenever your church offers it for ordinary time but just making those moments especially when it's being offered um and then just repeating what father john's like closing advice was like it really convicted me of like in those moments when you don't know if you should go in those moments if you don't know that you should say it like those are the moments when you go those are the moments when you say it so i was the beautiful words that he left us with amen way to go father john thanks father john uh, we'll go hear this ever. Uh, <laughs> but we'll we'll pray for him um, and the fam and the Archbishop Shaw family. But yeah, good advice. That could be the practical thing. Go to confession this Lent or this Advent. Um, this Lent too. It always feels down. like Lent. It's wonderful. <laughs> <You're> obsessed. <laughs> he just Sick. went to the desert. It's Lent. Um, but okay, let's finish off in prayer. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you for this moment. Thank you for your the time we had together, we pray for Father John, for the whole community down there, at Archbishop Shaw, for all the young people, that more and more young people will encounter the mercy of, of our God, uh, the sacrament of reconciliation, that they may really be open and authentic to, to yeah, recognizing that freedom comes with, with this acknowledgement and this turning towards, towards Jesus um, and receiving his mercy. And so we just pray for the courage and humility for, for all of us, uh, that we can really encounter God, encounter the risen Christ uh, more and more, and then to live it in our day-to-day -day life and, and bring that mercy to other people and witness to the resurrection. And uh, so we just thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. And uh, yeah, we love you. We bless you. And we ask all this through your most holy name. Amen. Amen. Very helpful Christians. Very In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thanks, everybody, for listening. Keep going. Bye. God bless. Second week. Uh, don't give up.
Happy Adventing. Happy Adventing. Reflecting and going to confession. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.